This is the Commercial Property Cashflow Blueprint Podcast. Big cashflow property secrets from retired Byron Bay surfing fanatic and commercial property expert, James Dawson. Hi, it's James Dawson here from commercialrealestateinvesting.com.au. In today's podcast, I thought I'd compare residential property investing to commercial property investing. Firstly, let's run through the advantages comparing both styles of investment. I love commercial property and a couple of reasons I really like it as an investment vehicle. The first one is that the tenants are generally responsible for outgoings like rates and insurance and this adds greatly to the net return and the bottom line cash flow of your property. Also, tenants are more likely to make improvements that's going to increase your property's value. And the reason for this is that they're generally operating their business or working from that property which you own, so they have a lot of incentive to really make that property look great, particularly in a retail style property, say where they do an expensive fit out and really have their goodwill of their business that's located in your property. Also, very, very long leases, it's not uncommon to have at least a three plus three plus three year lease with a commercial property. That's three years with two three year options and right up to leases that go for 20 years plus. And there's certainly lots of examples of those online. I have had tenants myself that have been in properties for a 20 year solid run, which has been fantastic. The other thing is that even if your tenant does sell their business and would like to sell it to a new operator, you get the opportunity as a commercial landlord to make sure that that new tenant is going to be a good one for you. And quite often when your existing tenant is selling their business, they will ask you for a longer lease because that gives them more value for their business and also is a win-win for you because you get a longer lease signing up initially before the new tenant comes in. Typically with commercial properties, and you can look at this online just to verify this, you can be looking at net returns. This is after outgoings, but before mortgage payments of between six and 9%. And these are available all over Australia. And often these rates of return are quoted simply on the asking prices of those properties. So if you negotiate hard and learn how to do that, this means better returns on average from the day of settlement of the property. Compare this with residential properties where you can often have tenants in and out every six month period. You're paying for all the maintenance and outgoings of that property, things like the rates, the insurance, strata fees, anything like that that you normally would pay to run that property. You are unable to claim that back from the tenants. This then reduces your yield and if residential investors were really honest and looked at the numbers very hard on their residential investments, they would often find that they're perhaps only getting about a 3% yield on their investment. Now, obviously, if you're looking at bank rates for investment loans of between, say, 4 and 5%, if you're only getting 3% net return, you're going to be losing money. 
There are some benefits from negative gearing, but I personally don't believe in negative gearing. I believe it's better to be cash flow positive. Of course, there are tax benefits available to any property investor in Australia, whether you're a residential or a commercial investor. And as most commercial properties are cash flow positive, you obviously want to take advantage of any tax benefits you can get by way of depreciation of the building and a number of other benefits that are available. This can further enhance the bottom line and the cash flow. Now let's now compare $500,000 property investment. Firstly, a conventional residential property and also the same value commercial property. Now for the purpose of this example, let's just use a loan interest rate of 5%, which is roughly about what people are paying for the mo at the moment for commercial loans. So obviously the interest rate payable would be the same for that $500,000 property, $25,000 per year. Now the average return for a residential property, as I mentioned, let's use 3% net. So the annual income from that property would be about $15,000. And of course, your interest payments are 25, so you're gonna be negative $10,000 with that property. Compare that with a commercial property that's getting anywhere in the range from say six to up to 10%, your annual income could be $30,000 to $50,000 per annum. So you could be positive $5,000 or positive $25,000. It's a huge difference. And there's a number of strategies you can employ if you're getting positive cash flow. You can either use that positive cash flow to fund your lifestyle, fund other investments, or a great one is to actually pay down the loan. One big issue having a property that is negatively geared or actually costing you money is that you're really pinning your hopes on getting capital growth to bail you out at the end of the investment. Whereas if you're getting positive cash flow as you should do with a commercial property investment from day one, you can use that as I mentioned to pay down the loan and therefore benefit from the compounding effect of having a lower value loan, therefore less repayments so it compounds as you move through the investment. Also by using several buying techniques to buy commercial property well, you can actually build in capital growth by looking for upsides before you actually purchase the property. Sometimes getting capital growth that other people may wait five or 10 years to get out of a similar priced residential property. If you compare two properties, both residential and commercial, that are well located, because of the way zoning works in cities, quite often you'll find that there's new residential stock coming on the market all the time. For example, a new block of apartments may be built down the road because the council have changed the rules and allowing multi-storey properties where previously they hadn't. Now, if you own a residential apartment in a location near that, you may find that that devalues your residential apartment because there's new stock available. Comparing that with commercial properties where there's usually a limited commercial zoning available, therefore making that style of property rarer and therefore protecting your investment. People often ask me, where's the best place to get started looking for a commercial property investment? And I really believe that it's best to look in your local area, perhaps draw a circle on a map around where you live and look at that area. Look at the places that you're using every day. It might be the shops, the cafes, the doctor's surgery, the news agent, all those sort of areas, shopping centers that are strata titled and, and there's investments available there. Have a look at those areas first 
The reason being, it's going to be easier for you to become an expert in your own area and obviously it's physically a lot easier for you to look at that area because you're there all the time and you can get your head around the numbers and the price range quite quickly. You can do this by uh, using a number of the commercial property websites. They're exactly the same as the residential web websites, the way they work. And once you know the simple formulas of how to evaluate a commercial property quickly, you can decide whether to take a deeper look into that particular property. Another reason I feel a commercial property is better than a residential property investment is that the commercial property investment is driven by the lease. And the lease is a very, very powerful document. It's almost like a mortgage in Australia. It's always signed in front of solicitors and certainly is a much more powerful document and swaying towards the landlord's rights more than the tenant's rights as compared to a residential property where the tenants do seem to have more rights than the landlord. Everything in a commercial lease is set out really clearly. So if there is any issue down the track with that investment, you can refer back to that document and engage the methods that are in the document to resolve the issue quickly and easily. A great way to get the best of both worlds in commercial property investing is to buy a commercial property that has a residential apartment above. These are typically in the strip shopping areas of any city or any regional town and they're a very, very popular thing to be built in the early 1900s right through to the 1960s and quite often you'll find a couple of shops on the ground floor and one or several apartments above. This opens a number of options once you learn the tricks of the trade of how to do it to really boost your equity by strata titling, perhaps building more at the back of those properties and becoming a development investment. As most people start in residential investing before buying commercial property as I certainly did, I certainly wouldn't recommend selling all your residential properties. Look at commercial as an additional method of investing and perhaps an easier way forward to replace your income, which primarily is the reason that I think most people invest is to get income that's aside from their job income and perhaps even look to replacing your wife or partner's part-time job or their income just to simply free things up. Now, even perhaps if your residential investment that you're holding now may still be negatively geared, but it may still have adequate equity so you can redraw on that and use that to get your first commercial positive cash flow investment, therefore offsetting the negative gearing that's happening with your residential property. That can be a great strategy if thought out correctly. What I recommend to any residential investor is to really sit down and look at the numbers thoroughly, exactly what that residential property is earning and also is costing, and make sure that you allow for all the management costs, the rates, the outgoings, the maintenance, and also any vacancies that are occurring during the year, and really work that down to a, a number called your net return, which is basically net rental return after outgoings divided by the value or purchase price of that property. Then compare apples with apples with a similar priced commercial property, uh, even if you look just online and have a look at the uh, returns that are available just on some of the asking prices, and then do the numbers to see what the difference would be in cash flow positive uh, terms for you at the end of the day with that investment. 
One of the great differences between residential and commercial property investing is that with commercial property investments, you actually don't need that many properties to replace your income. Often I talk to residential investors that have maybe five, six, seven or, or more residential properties and the resulting positive cash flow isn't that great and they could actually have only one or two commercial properties and be getting a at, at similar value and be getting a greater positive cash flow result with less problems and less issues throughout the investment life of that property. Finance wise, it used to be the case that most commercial lenders would only lend 60 or 70% the value of a commercial property. That's changed in recent years, particularly for properties under a million dollars. You can look to be borrowing 80% of the value of the property. So you're on very similar terms, terms at the moment with uh, residential properties. And certainly the interest rates now for commercial loans are sometimes as low as 4.7%, so are comparable to residential loans. So there's really no uh, higher bar that you have to jump over to get into a commercial investment. It's really about having the knowledge and learning the formulas and having no emotion when you're looking at these style of properties so you can get a great deal. So that's all for this podcast. Look forward to chatting soon.